So you ready for the word this morning? There's going to be numerous words this morning. It's going to be great, not just one. You, you come on a great day. There's going to be a multiplicity of words, all based in the Spirit of God, eh? Well, there's about three of you are excited about that. That's fantastic. I love that. I'm going to pray, and then we will uh, we'll launch, okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you right now. Just put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Everyone, put your hand on your heart. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Let faith be stirred in my spirit this morning. I'm about to hear some testimonies of where you, Holy Spirit, worked in the lives of some precious people, some sons and daughters of yours. And Lord, what you have done in them, stir faith in me to believe that what you've done for them, you can do for me. Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, do for me what you've done for them. And I just thank you for it right now. In advance, I thank you for the breakthrough. In advance, I thank you for the healing. In advance, I thank you for reconciliation. In, in advance, I thank you for forgiveness. In advance, I thank you that you've made me more than a conqueror. In advance, I thank you that you've given me the weapons to defeat the enemy in my life. In advance, I thank you to rejoice and have thanksgiving and joy and, uh, and just an exuberance in my heart in Jesus' Wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to our uh, God Story Sunday. Uh, to everyone here in person and to our friends online this morning as well. We look forward to uh, uh, connecting with uh, everybody through our God Story Sunday. You might ask, what is God Story Sunday? Well, as a church, uh, we've just had a complete month of prayer and fasting. That's what the whole of uh, the month of April is about. We wanted to start it with uh, the whole thing around Easter. We thought it was a great opportunity to, to, to launch prayer and fasting for the month of April through the, uh, the whole thing about uh, Easter and, and centered around the, the, the death and, uh, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What a great way to start a month of prayer and fasting. So we're actually believing that throughout this month that people have, uh, through prayer and fasting, uh, got stories where God's done something significant in your life, maybe uh, you know, you're going to hear some stories about that, but just uh, we were really believing that God wanted to, to do some things and has done some things in your life. And we want to make space today to be able to give God glory. We want to make sure that the, the praise, the, the glory for those things doesn't come to us, but it goes to Him. He's the one that's done the breakthrough. I have not had a, 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 like a, a, anything to do with the breakthrough. Okay, it's, it's God. We, we just, people have had faith in God. They've done what he's, he's asked them to do and just believed him and he's come through for them. So this morning is about giving thanks uh, to him for healing us, for providing for us, for giving us inspiration at just the right moment that we needed it and for the people that God surrounded us with as well. You know, we want to be witnesses of Jesus uh, to, to you and for those watching online this morning as well. We want to be witnesses to our family and friends about the, the, the wonder that Jesus is, the things that he can do in a person's life. We want to make sure that all the glory goes to him. So over the last week or so in the lead up to this morning's message, I, or this, this, this morning's service, I've had this phrase just rolling over in my heart. And it's simply this, do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
I'm not sure if you've actually thought about what that might mean. Well, it means this, that it means that today we can rely on God to be consistent with how he was yesterday. We can believe that God is consistent with how he was on Friday. We can believe that God is consistent with the way that he was in the time that he walked the earth. He, you know, like when the time of the, the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, you know, he's going to be consistent with the way that he has been. Today he's going to be the consistent. Tomorrow you can have faith that God's going to be consistent in, in his character, in the way that he works out uh, the things and plans and purposes in life. So here's the thing, that if God delivered in the past, he would deliver today. That if God provided in the past, God can provide today. If God healed in the past, then God can heal today. Because Does anyone believe that this morning? Here's Psalm 105, verses 1 to 5. This is a rip snorter. Have, have a listen to this. Okay. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. That's what we're doing this morning. He says, make his deeds known among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonderful acts and devoutly praise them. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek and require the Lord as their most essential, most, most needed part of them rejoice. Seek and deeply long for the Lord and his strength. His might, his power, seek and deeply long for his face and his presence continued. It says, remember with awe and with gratitude the wonderful things which he has done, his amazing deeds and his judgments that are uttered by his mouth. In other words, the word of God. You know, when we're coming up and facing our enemies, we can rely on the Word of God. When we place faith in the Word of God, we can step it out and start to see God do something wonderful. See, I believe that the Lord, if we, were, if we will remember what the Lord's done in the past, it releases faith to believe that God can do the same for us today. So my encouragement to us this morning is that as we listen to people, as we hear their God story, to let faith be stirred in us. You know what? God's not a respecter of persons. Just because a person's done, you know, you might think of a person in a certain way that they look like they've got it all together, that, you know, they've got two arms, two legs, and the whole deal, you know, they think, that wow, there's so much of a head start on me, you know, uh, whatever. Don't be a res- God can do the same through you. I get my. I, I, sh- I should have a, sh- a shovel up here, really, shouldn't I? Really, I, I dig a hole and I think, man, I should just keep digging, just keep digging. But you know what? God's not a respecter of persons. He will do for you what He's done for someone else. Let's go to the Lord. Let's seek His face as our most essential need in life. Let's remember that He's the Lord of the breakthrough. He's the Lord of healing. He's the Lord of restoration. He's the Lord of provision. He's the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Let's go to Him this morning. Let's believe that God's going to do some amazing things in our lives. He, you know, this is the thing with God. That in the past, God provided a sacrifice in the place of Isaac. And God supplied a sacrifice that we needed in the person of Jesus. 
In, in, in the past, God parted the Jordan River, not just for Joshua and the Israelites, but also for Elijah and for Elisha. He did it once, he did it again, and he did it again. God rescued his people by, through some incredible, incredible women of God, through Rahab and Esther. God delivered his people through some amazingly anointed women of God. He raised the widow of Zarephath's son from the dead. He, he raised the Shunammite son to life. God's in the resurrection business. Jesus raised up the, uh, the widow's son in the funeral procession. He raised to life Jairus' daughter. He raised Lazarus from the dead. God doesn't do just one-offs. God is the God of again and again and again and again and again. God can do for you what he's done for the people here. God provided food for the 5,000 and the 4,000 with plenty left over. So we can believe that if God provided for those in the past, he can provide for your needs this morning. Do you need a miracle in provision this morning? Do you need a miracle in healing this morning? Do you need a provision in breakthrough in whatever circumstance you're facing today? God can do it again and again and again and again. Lord, say this with me, do it again, Lord, in my life. Do it again, Lord, in my life. Life. Do it again, Lord, in my life. Are you catching this? Do it again, Lord, in my life. Do it again, Lord, in my life. This morning, what God's done for these people, attach faith to. Even in the midst of it, even in the midst of them talking, even in the midst of them sharing their God story with you, just put your hand up and say, God, that's mine. God, that's my, that's my miracle right there. That's my provision. That's my breakthrough. That's my healing this morning. That's my testament. I'm going to believe that I'm going to stand up there at one point and give God glory because that's my testimony. Anyone going to agree with that? I'll be looking for all your hands. Looking for all your hands. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your presence in us today. So how about... We, uh, we welcome Paul and Candy as Paul and Candy come and share their God story with us this morning. Paul and I have our tissues ready. <laughs> we'll be needing them. Because we're like that. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. <laughs> you know us well. <laughs> um, I kind of alluded to this a little bit a few weeks ago, um, but I'd been uh, carrying a, a massive burden for about three years um, that was affecting not only myself in a massive way, but also affecting our marriage in a, in a very big way. Um, and had finally got to a point of obedience um, and surrender and repentance and God has just done the most amazing things. Um, I just want to encourage you that it's painful and it's hard. But God loves us so much that he wants us to lay all the crap. Excuse me, God. <laughs> lay all, <laughs> lay all, that, all the burden, all the weight, all the oppression, all the junk that we carry. He wants us to lay it at his feet 
so that he can actually heal us and do stuff. Like I couldn't, I couldn't carry it anymore on my own. I couldn't function anymore on my own. My relationship with God was suffering because I was carrying something that I shouldn't have been carrying. It was his to, to deal with. So, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you to do it. <laughs> just do it. God loves us so much. He just wants us free. Um, Paul's going to share a little bit about some of the outcomes of that. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think for both of us that have been, I know particularly in my walk, um, I hadn't been close to God. Um, you know, I could stand here in church and sing, put my hands up and... But there was just this barrier. There was just something. And I think it was, um, you know, um, with us as well. So I wasn't really close to God. We weren't close um, in our marriage. And, um, you know, since we've been talking and going through this, Candy also had just had this, it's like this barrier that had just was blocking um, her and God as well. And... And this, it, it's, it's a release. It's an actual release. So, you know, yeah. you give to God, you yeah. give to him, release to him, and he will release to you. Like, yeah. it's, we've, and I'll, I'll give you an example in a sec, but, like, the release of what he has done for us just by releasing to him. And, you know, that he has absolutely thrown open the floodgates, and we just feel like we've just, this barrier has been gone. We're just um, closer to God than we've ever been. Um, we're closer individually with God, and that in itself has brought us closer to God, us as a couple. Just not a day goes by where we're not praying morning and night now. Well, that, that just wasn't our story before. Um, hadn't been for years. Um, and he is just, his, what he pours out upon us when we release, he just releases everything. The abundance of heaven just come out upon you. What, and, and there's miracles in this. Like... Um, we had a, a property that we'd been trying to sell for quite some time um, and it sat on the market for about 12 months and not even a single person come and look at it. Um, or we'd, we'd, sorry, we'd had a couple of little sniffs, but nothing really. Um, um, no understanding why I couldn't, couldn't relate it to anything. Um, the very week after um, this all happened, when we've just surrendered everything to God, um, we got... A, an offer on it for the full asking price and that place is gone now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> within six weeks of surrendering, we no longer own that place and it's just been, um, it, it's been an absolute blessing to us So in that. so um, We had been praying about this property, um, God, because we were going to make a little bit of money on it, so we were praying, God, we want to put the profit that we get from this towards our future, towards our, our own property that we own now, yeah. towards our future. Right. But God couldn't do that while there was still this burden and this um, thing <laughs> that I was hanging on to yeah. that was in the past. Yeah. I had to release that yeah. to release the blessing for the future. Mm. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, just... <clears throat> And it can't be anything else. It's God. We know it is. We give God all the glory because yeah. we've been hanging there for so long. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. You know, we know there's no coincidence like that. So God's just released within, you know, just gone. Okay, you guys, all right, I'll release to you. So it's just been amazing. I just got a scripture I'd like to read. Um, it's um, 59, 16. 
but as for me, I will sing of your mighty strength and power. Yes, I will sing joyfully of your loving kindness in the morning, for you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. To you, O oh God, my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my stronghold, my refuge, my protector, my high tower, and the God who shows me steadfast loving kindness. That just speaks everything that we are at the moment that we've been experiencing. Yeah, so. totally. Can, we just want to pray for you guys um, before we finish up. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you love us, that each, each one of us, each single person here, Lord, that you see, mm. that you know intimately, you know the burdens that we carry, you know mm. the junk that we hold on to that isn't our burden to carry, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, for every single person, whatever it is, that, that we can open our hearts to you and just surrender it. Mm, just let okay. it go yeah. because it is so much better to let it go. It hurts at the time, but afterwards there is the freedom, Lord. And we just, I just pray that for each of us here today that we can have the courage, Lord, to just surrender to you, mm, to lay it right. at your feet, yep. to trust you to deal with it and to bring the blessings and the benefits and the mm. healing um, and the closer relationship with you, Lord, that giving up those burdens will bring. Thank mm. you, Lord. And Lord, also, I just, just want to encourage um, all the men in the place um, to stand up as spiritual leaders in your household it's something that uh, God's revealed to me in this place. Um, actually, knowing our place, Lord, knowing who we are in God, um, being that spiritual leader to step up and, and protect our family, to lead our family, God, I just pray that over you all right now in Jesus' name. Just be that man. Be the uh, step up and actually lead in the, in the, um, in the boldness and uh, the strength and the power that, and the authority that God has given you. Um, thank you, Jesus, that you um, are just so amazing that you just pour out your blessings upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Great story. Great story. I, I want to let you know that Paul is a part of our Men's Connect group where we're building legacy-minded men. Men who are, are absolutely committed to leaving a legacy in their relationships, in their men, in their, uh, in their families, in their workplaces, in their church. Paul's a legacy-minded man. That's a legacy-minded couple right there. Amen. So, uh, so good. Great to hear what God's doing in you guys. It's, so, it's, it's really encouraging. Uh, right now, how about we welcome Lorraine? And Lorraine's going to share her testimony as well. So let's welcome Lorraine. different for me. I'm very much more comfortable with one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm just looking at you with one, all right? Just one. Um, following on from Paul and Candy, the surrender is something Something that's just, I thought I'd done. I thought I'd done. I've been a Christian a long time. I thought I'd done that. But my story is more of restoration and uh, I, God's given me a heart for people from a, a very young age and um, 
I've always been in that place of I thought I'm, I'm the rescuer, I'm the fixer. If somebody comes, I've got to sit down, you know. But I was doing so much in my own strength. And that carried on into my relationships. And eight years ago, I found myself literally in the wilderness, having to start again at, in my 60s then um, with nothing. I had to walk away and I just had to say to the Father, you have to show me what love is because I just don't know anymore. I haven't had the love that I should have had, which is why when Paul said about and Gary's talking about the men standing up to stand up for your women and your families, it's so important, so important. But what God has done, he has just, he said, I will be your husband. I will be your father. I will be your helper. I will be your comforter. I will be your friend. I will be everything you need in this season. And he kept giving me songs and I'd get in the car and I'd play it on repeat. One of them was the the song from an an album called Mighty. You worship leaders might know Christine DeMarco singing and you know that this mountain that's in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea. There were so many things I had to work through. But he and I did it together. He surrounded me with people that needed to come at the time and support. It was absolutely amazing. And then moving on into the next stage when he did it, I thought, oh, my gosh, you've done it. You've done it. And the restoring started to happen and the faith started to build. And then he moved me into the next stage where he just removed debts that weren't mine. He had them waived by the bank. They were not mine. They were left with me. They were not mine. He had them waived. He did it his way. He did it in the way that only God could do it. I said to him, God, you are the father of justice. You're the author of justice. I can't live with this happening here when it's really not my problem. And he took care of it. And then he gave me a home. He has not stopped the double portion. My friends were giving me verses about saying, you'll come back double portion and he absolutely has and then he kept giving me the song you've done it before and you'll do it again you'll do it again you'll do it again like Gary was saying you'll do it again and he hasn't stopped and last year I was pretty not glad of COVID but I was pretty glad to just stop because he'd done so much and I just sat at his feet and I said now here it is Lord what is it what's happening what's happening in this world And I asked him to position me in a body of people who were on the same page with leadership that was going to lead us into what was actually happening in this time. Because I really, really needed to have a a strength to be under that leadership at this time. And he miraculously led me here. (laughs) I just think this is the most, when I walked in here, that the Spirit of the Lord where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when I walked in here, I felt that immediately. There was freedom, there was love, there was warmth, and there was just a freedom to just be. Because I had been in that place of doing. Last year, he said to me, lay down your Martha spirit, get up the Marys. Where are the Marys? We need the Marys to sit at the feet and preach, listen to Jesus preaching and hear what he's got to say. And I must say that since I totally, totally laid everything down and just absolutely surrendered, I can't believe the life I'm feeling. I'm getting older. I've been healed from things in that seven years. I've, he just keeps going. Great. It never, never stops. As long as you don't stop too, just keep yeah. open. Keep it open. Don't Good let right. the enemy get in there and shut Good it down. Job. Just get out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Just get out. Come Speak on. to the hand. 
and just get on with what Ron's calling you to do because we are being positioned right now and yeah. I just feel like we're positioned in the right place, right, place, right time here. So can I just pray for you if anybody's feeling that. Father Lord, I just pray that you'll touch every heart and every spirit here in this room, that they will hear from you, Lord, that they will hear what you're calling them individually, that where you need to position them, not to do, but for what you're doing in their life, so that they can rise up, because if each one of us, like glowworms, rise up and start to glow and start to light up, there will be a fire, there will be a fire that will rise up with each individual doing what God's called them to do. And I thank you, Lord, and I pray that you'll just ignite that in every heart right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Don't you love what God's doing? Isn't this good? It's great. I think it's great. Let's welcome Emily as Emily uh, comes and shares her God story this morning. So welcome, Emily. Hello. Everyone, I um, by the way, feeling that fire, I've been feeling it all morning, fire in my spirit, praise God. Um, I it was so funny this morning. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, Yes, God, you know, you've got something in my heart, you've got a story for me to tell everyone. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, Pastor Gary. Yeah, get me out there, get me out there. And then, and then it's like, No, you gotta listen, you gotta wait, you gotta listen. And it fits in so perfectly with my, with my God story. I um, for from the years of 28, 2008 to 2014, I had chronic fatigue. And um, so it started out of high school, so I went through all of high school, not really fitting in, not really having a, a normal time. Um, and I want to tell you about the day that, that, God, that God gave me what I was waiting for, and he gave me that incredible healing. Um, and it was, it was at church, I, I woke up one morning and I had this voice in my head saying to me, just, just lay back down, just go back to sleep, you don't need to be there, you don't need to do it. But no, I got out of bed, got ready, got in the car, got to church um, and we had a guest preacher, um, Vicky Gilchrist and her husband were preaching and, and I thought to myself, she said, you know, anyone come up for healing? Uh, and I'm like, yep, yep, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm just going to do it. And um, so I'm standing there, and, um, and I'm waiting, and an hour goes past, and I'm the last person there. And I'm like, yep, God, like, and I'm struggling, my legs are tired, and I'm, I'm fatiguing, and I have that voice in my head going, just get, sit down, just sit down. You don't need to be here. But now I'm like, no, God, I'm here. I'm here. And she finally gets to me, and she says to me, I don't know what's holding you back, but you've got you to you let it go. And there, that day... I walked out of that church, a healed and powerful woman of God. And I just want to encourage you guys today, what is holding you back? The only thing that's holding you back from receiving God and the goodnesses that he's got for you is you. That's the only thing. It's the only thing. So why, why, I think to myself, why? Why would you want to? stand in the way of the goodness that God has for your life. Ever since that moment, I have given every day to God. Every day. I graduated last week and that was because of God. He led me to ministry. He led me to to young people. He's led me everywhere I am to this day forward. And I just want to pray. I just want to pray and thank God for all his goodness in that. 
and ask you guys, what is holding you back? What part of you today is holding you back from receiving that? You know, David and Goliath, he had a couple of pebbles and a slingshot and he wasn't the person that defeated Goliath. It was God that defeated Goliath. He opened that door and God worked in him. The Israelites, who knew that they were going to conquer all of these, you know, the giants that they faced, every single battle, every single town, every single king, but God gave them that victory. In youth, we were even talking about how, um, which I love, I love it, we were talking about how that if we have God on our side, why do we fear? Why do I need to feel, to, to, to fear, to, to hold back, to, to feel like it's not going to happen when God fights our battles? Um, this battle that I feel ever since that God's, he's breaking through and I've actually stood there and, and I've asked for healing and I've said to Lord, you know, that, let me go back. The day, the day after I, like that day after I got my healing, and I believed it straight away. It was, it was the strangest thing. Um, I said to God, I will do whatever you want me to do. I will lead this life for you. I will do, I will just stand here. You lead me where you want to lead me. And the battle has not stopped. The battle will never stop. The devil will never stop. But what he has done is he's given me victory. He's given me the ability to go to God. And God gives me the victory in every single battle. In every single valley, in every single mountain, I know that God will give me that victory. So I really want to pray for all of you right now, Lord. Father, I thank you that you are here, Lord. I pray for barriers to be broken. I pray for walls to come down, for warfare to end in God's precious victory, for impossible healing to be done in Jesus' name, for cancer to be gone, for for sickness to be gone, for mental health to be gone. Lord, you got rid of my mental health when you when you healed me that day, Lord. Everything went. I pray for courage and for strength to keep asking and to keep believing for the miracles that you are going to receive. You will receive them. You have received them. You cannot stop. You cannot stop believing in those miracles to keep fighting every single day, Lord. I pray for that encouragement for this congregation, Lord, that, that you give them that courage. You give them that fight, Lord. And that they will know all of your blessings and all of your power, Lord. Amen. Just uh, want to give you a heads up, okay, that we are in this season uh, preparing and positioning Emily to lead our youth group. We are doing things and putting things into place so that young woman there, that mighty woman of valor, that Esther is uh, positioned to, to take our youth group forward into its next season. We are excited of what God's doing in Emily, the voice that she has, the faith that she has, and the stirring of the Spirit of God within her to take our youth group to the whole new level. So we're going to outline more of that that's happening. So continue to pray for Emily. Continue to pray for her. She needs our prayers. Trust me, she needs our prayers. I was at youth group on, th- on Friday night. Wow, wow. Yeah, great night, great night. Such enthusiasm. It was so good to see the kids uh, worshipping on, on Friday night. So uh, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, I just, uh, in between, just want to make room for, if, if someone has a burning testimony right now, you just want to give gl- God glory for something he's done in your life, you've got, now's your opportunity.
Jeter, come. So everyone, this is Jeter. Jeter's only started to come along to the church for a short time now, but she's here, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what Jeter does. Hello. Um, I often break down when I get the mic, so um, I know that you guys don't know me very well. But um, it's a good story. It's a great story. Um, So... (laughs) Please, Lord, hold me together for the sake of this audience. (laughs) So, uh, gosh, about three and a half years ago, I remarried my second husband after a 17-year break. And, uh, you know, as you do, he'd been remarried and divorced again in between. And we had a three-hour conversation in which... We just sorted things out, so we didn't really need that 17 years off. But, you know, life goes on. (laughs) And so we got back together and um, got married outdoors in Perisher Valley in the snow. It was amazing. A a rainbow came out over where we were. And, you know, it was amazing. There was an unexpected meteor shower that night. It all felt divine favour all over it, you know. And we were like, yay, good things are going to happen. So within a matter of weeks, at that point I was living in um, sort of halfway between Sydney and Canberra and um, he said, let's just pop up to Brisbane, I'll do the short course. He was a builder and he wanted to become a building inspector. So we're like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, you know, because you get up our end of the calendar and these things become rather important. So... Um, so we went up there and he had pain in his collarbone. By the time we got home, um, like two days later, he had a pain in his groin and he, I said, that feels really wrong to me, go to the doctor. Turns out he'd had a heart attack and uh, they put him in hospital and they found out that, um, that sh- long story short, that he had acute myeloid leukaemia. And whew, suddenly... We weren't doing any of our plans. I'd been designing bridal dresses. He'd been, you know, (laughs) planning. We were going to build this house in Tassie. Every single thing that we were planning to do, you know. And so so we did this eight weeks of chemo and (laughs) the hospital was appalling. They told us lies like this. Um, we said, well, you know, he owns a house I was renting where I was. He owns a house in Far North Queensland. Can we go there and get treatment? Oh, no, no, you can't get treatment in, in Cairns. And so we're like, oh, okay. And I said, well, we're, neither of us is working. We're hemorrhaging money doing this thing. I had to travel an hour and a half each way every day just to give him food because if you have cancer, the thing that the food the hospital gives you will surely kill you. And um, so, I mean, it's all white bread and sugar, really. Honestly, I'm not kidding. People always laugh when I say that. But honestly, they're quick. They want to send you out the back door, you know. And so I was feeding him and taking it up there and I was absolutely exhausted. And I was finishing an interior design course. Like, it was every flipping thing the way life always was. So at the end of this time, they sent him home to the farm I was living on um, for one day to decide what we would do. 
we said this it's a no-brainer we've got to go home and so <coughs> we said to the doctor we're not going to do another round of chemo we want to fly home to Cairns and she said well I can't let you go and we're like well you can't stop us so um so I wrote a letter to nobody and absolved her of her responsibility toward him and the following day we flew to Cairns which meant that I had I had 24 hours to get rid of all my worldly possessions and my business which includes several industrial sewing machines and stuff so I called the church and I said hey you've got an up shop come get all my whole world which I swapped for a wheelchair so I could get while on the plane and when we got to Cairns our best man came and got him and put him into Cairns hospital who were amazing but he lasted one more week and I had sworn that I would never return to Cairns because it was the land of all my sorrow and you know skeletons in my closet messy so you know don't ever say never um <laughs> so there I was and suddenly I was alone in Cairns and uh I didn't know anything <laughs> we had talked about us we hadn't talked about money or anything and he was had you know bills and like the lady, this lady said, God just did astonishing things like over half a million dollars worth of things that I should have had to pay just evaporated. Praise God. Like it was absolutely astonishing. And <laughs> then because I'm a fashion designer, interior designer in a one-horse town in far north Queensland, I couldn't get work because like... I had skills that nobody gave a flying fig about. And <laughs> so um, then, you know, I was doing this little tiny casual job because that's what I could get. And because my husband was very resourceful, he had made a granny flat in the, in the backyard. And so I moved into the granny flat and rent the rooms out in the house. So I was actually making enough money. But my kids were like, come down, come down to, you know, southern part of Australia and then I was diagnosed with cancer last year and you know <laughs> just for fun have another one and um, <laughs> so I had to come down to Adelaide because because I had take single-handedly taken down a shed and my kids were like you have to sit down for six weeks you can't stay home so I had to come to Adelaide where my youngest daughter and her little family live. And so Adelaide kind of began to emerge as an idea in my mind. And so sorry to take so long to tell the story. But anyway, it's a great God story. So um, a real estate agent from up at home had called me while I was down here during those six weeks and said, do you want to sell the house? And I was like, actually, I'm thinking about it. So, as it turned out, when I got home those six weeks later, I started crazy trying to get the place ready to sell. And he called again and said, you know, do you want to wait or do you want to come over? I said, no. I had a real internal sense of urgency about it. And <coughs> so, he came over and within, like, he took pictures and said the place is amazing and... This is because, you know, okay, I uh, have become an interior designer, but in Mariba, if you do anything that's kind of nice, that is astonishing compared to 
the grubby cane shacks that are on offer aside from that, right? So it, it wasn't hard to ace it. Um, <coughs> and what I had been doing, because I had no money, was I had been selling Walls tools out of the shed because, you know, I was building stuff and would take that money, buy something on Gumtree, renovate it and have another room to sell. It was a very resourceful thing to do. So anyway, the house, like the guy took these photos, he said, I love it, it's beautiful. Before he managed to get the ad online, we had a buyer, it was the second person who came through. And the guy said, I had said to my children, pray that whoever wants, in Mariba, you don't, it takes a year to sell house. So um, I said, pray that whoever buys, wants to buy this place also wants all the furniture, because I knew it was a bunch of rubbish from Gumtree, and I didn't have to move it or sell it while my tenants needed it. And I'd been praying because it's hard to find accommodation that my tenants will be able to find somewhere. And so the guy comes, like this guy comes and says, um, within three days of the real estate being there, it was instantaneous, it was amazing. And he said, all right, tell her. And, and wait a sec, the real estate had bumped up the price. So it was well, like it was the most... What is the, how do you say that nicely? I can't remember. It was the most expensive house on the street. And so, um, you know, achieve the best price. That's the real estate way. Um, and so the guy says, tell her, yes, I'll give her the money on the proviso that I can keep all the furniture and the tenants. <laughs> I'm like, tell him yes. So, um, so it, this just, every door flew open and the Lord made it possible to come here. And since I have come here... Like, the Lord's just put absolutely everything together. So there, there comes a time, even if you go through what feels like incredibly deep waters and it looks like there's just no way, comes a time when the Lord is going to go, I'm here for you, kiddo, and praise God. Okay, yeah, all right. <clears throat> So now I get to pray for you. Um, <laughs> Lord, thanks this church. Thanks for, I just got to say, thanks for Gary who has an open mind and a big heart. Thank you for his beautiful family. And thank you for the treasure that you have planted in this place, which I keep finding more and more. Uh, Lord, so <coughs> for anybody going through deep water, send them the life buoy and let them raise their head, Lord, so that they can hear the sound of your voice and let them see the angel armies on the hill and let them them bring the good testimony of what you do for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Jida. Thank you, Lord, for... Um, her heart, her continued doggedness in just pursuing you and hanging on to you um, in this time. And I pray that uh, things from here continue to be uh, all about hanging on to you in whatever way. I pray for things to be easier and, uh, and simpler for Jida, and I pray that she finds love, acceptance uh, from everybody that she meets, Lord. I pray that you just continue to pour out your spirit upon her in the wonderful name of Jesus and heal her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good girl. Good girl. Let's give Jeter a hand.
So just uh, as we wrap up our God Story Sunday this morning, I want to, uh, uh, on behalf of Jane and myself, just want to say how much uh, we've been blessed in the last few weeks as well. Um, through the generosity of some a family in the church, we were able to go up to the uh, Australian Christian Church's National Conference up on the Gold Coast. Uh, someone paid for all of our airfares, our accommodation, and also our registration at the conference. And it uh, was just an amazing time that we were able to go up there and be a part of that. This, in 17 years of being uh, the pastors of the church, we've never been able to get up to the National Conference. So that was our very first National Conference. But I want to tell you that in the midst of the, the worship and what we experienced up there, there were times where uh, the worship was happening and I could hardly sing because I was overwhelmed by the presence of God, you know. And just the, the messages that were there were inspirational. Um, and who doesn't love the Gold Coast? So um, <laughs> uh, just an amazing place. So we really appreciated that. One of the, the other things that really spoke to Jane and I was we were out for a walk at... Uh, uh, about 6.15, 6.20 in the morning, and we're walking along a pathway just on the, uh, the beachfront there. And just in front of us was an elderly Asian couple. And um, the gentleman was, was walking along just saying, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And I've got to tell you, the presence of God around that couple was tangible. And Jane and I didn't want to move far, like past them or, or go beyond them because there was a presence. Without someone's generosity, we could not have experienced that. It was amazing for us to experience. Even this week, we've experienced the generosity of a family in the church who've just blessed us incredibly significantly this week. And we thank them for that as well. And just as an aside, this week I was also asked by the Mount Barker Business Group to be the deputy chairperson for the group this week as well. So just giving God glory. On behalf of the church, I want to say that we value so much our volunteers, the support of the volunteers that we have as a church. Uh, we want to say thank you for the favour that we had with all of our invited guests to our Anzac service last week for Mayor Ann Ferguson, for Honourable Dan Krieg, and for uh, Genevieve Cooper, for Pastor Jeremy and, and Bernice, and also for Tim Richardson coming along. Just an incredible service that we experienced last week and really appreciate that, and also the continued generosity that we have as a church. So just thank everyone for what uh, God's doing this uh, in, in our lives. So I'm just going to close in prayer, but I want you to, to have this phrase running around in your heart, this week. Do it again, Lord, in my life. Do it again, Lord, in my life. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you that faith is stirred. I thank you that belief and intimacy with you is, is something that we are drawn towards. I pray that you'd bless people, encourage them, you'd help them, you'd come through for them, you'd heal them, restore them, deliver them. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, would you pour out your spirit upon these wonderful people today in the wonderful name of Jesus.